Hey guys, it's Rob. JP over here. Don't skip this. This is not an ad. This is something else. We want to we want to give a special shout out this week to Micah Murphy and the service men and service women serving around the world, peacekeepers, uh, trying to hold things together. It's been a tense week, you guys. Uh, but Micah sent us the coolest message, very sweet, and uh, suggested this next song that we're about to do. And it just so happened that we are, had already planned to do this song this week. So the serendipity of it all is, is amazing. And any bit of joy that we can bring to people who are trying to uh, maintain some order in the world, we are more than happy to do this. So this week's episode is dedicated to Micah Murphy and by extension, all the servicemen and women who are doing what you can to maintain peace and order around the world. Just like Micah. Thank you, Micah. Thank you, everyone. Let's do it. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Turn up the radio and sing along. It's time for another great song. This is the Great Song Podcast. Season's greetings and welcome once again to the Great Song Podcast. I'm Rob Alley. Ha! J.P. Mosier. And we're punching. We're here to celebrate the greatest songs in modern music history. We're going to tell you what makes them great, why we think they're awesome, and why you should too. JP, how you doing today, man? Man, I am doing fantastic. It's movie month, and yes. oh, are we back? Like any Stallone series, we're back with the sequel. Yeah. Technically, it's number three in the Rocky fan franchise, but for us, it's our second. Rocky coverage. Right. So we're going all, backwards. Exactly. So for all things Rocky, we had Robert Tepper, No Easy Way Out, right. uh, from Rocky Four, Season 7, Episode 16. So if you want to go back and hear all things Rocky, hear all things Tepper. And I'm not going to compare the two. I'm not going to compare No Easy Way Out and this song that we're covering today, right. as they're both legendary. But let's just say, can you think of any fighting movie song that gets any more radio play mm. or any more cultural reference than this one, because I can't, from Rocky Three, put your American flag boxing shorts on, stare into Clubber Lang, a.k.a. Mr. T's eyes, and let's do this thing. And I pity the fool that says no to that. <laughs> let's do it. Kick it, Rock. This is Eye of the Tiger by Survivor. Yeah! Push up, start. Hand is cramping up already from that <laughs> guitar part. So, so perfect. Freaking right love it. Bass changes from 
pedal tone to changing with the chords mid verse. the word survivor in the lyric yeah. which is the band name man come oh, on so good that is eye of the tiger by survivor from the movie rocky three the 1982 album eye of the tiger it went number one on the billboard hot 100 for six weeks it went to the billboard top tracks uk Cashbox, canada all over the world, top five or ten. It is the number two Billboard song for all of 1982. Do you want to guess? I looked it up. The <laughs> female version of this song. Yeah. If this is like male workout yeah. song, number one, physical, physical by Olivia Newton-John. It's such a funny juxtaposition. It really is. It really is. That's good. I, throughout my life, I've been consistently surprised by the hugeness of of physical by Olivia Newton-John. Dude. I just didn't get it. Right. I, I think it's because it's about work. Like, the, the video is so <laughs> yeah. about working out. You know what I mean? Like, I just I just go, this can't, people if, can't like this. If Jane Fonda sang, <laughs> it's that song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we're not talking about the female version. Nope, we are talking we're about. We're embracing our testosterone and sweating and working out that's and right. fighting and rah. Running in short shorts. <laughs> Hugging on the beach. Running, <laughs> that's right. Running with a black friend on the beach <laughs> is what we're doing today. That's- uh, this song won the Grammy at the 1983 Grammys for the best rock performance by a duo or group, and it was nominated for Song of the Year. Um, do you want to know what won Song of the Year, what beat Eye of the Tiger for Song of the Year? 1983 Grammys, so it'd be not another 1982 song. You'll never guess it. I don't know. It's Willie Nelson's Always, always on, on My, my Mind. Yeah, we're always on my mind. Great job. Wait, it's, thanks, Willie Nelson. Willie thanks for by. stopping by. Was that wow. decent? Was that okay? Yeah, that you was could, good. You could smell the weed That's from it. here. <laughs> uh, let's see. Oscar nomination for Best Original Song. You want to take a guess? I do know this one. I do know this one. Go for it. Uh, This is Up Where We Belong from Officer and a Gentleman. Jill Cocker and Jennifer Warren. That's right. The ultimate soundtrack songstress, Jennifer Warren, that we talked about in our uh, Dirty Dancing episode. With our good friend uh, Frankie. That's right. Frankie Previtt. Uh, Number one for six weeks on the Billboard Hot 100, keeping Rosanna by Toto and Hurt So Good by John Mellencamp from hitting the top spot during that time. Let's talk about how it lost to those two just barely. That's kind of the Rocky story, just ending up just a little short. Oh, no, no, no. This kept those from going number one. I know, but I'm saying back to the other two. Oh, The other two, but then it surpasses. Uh, So it's like, oh, man, I've just been a little short my whole time, but then you get the victories. Yes, that's good. It's the That's, Rocky story in song. It is the Rocky story in song form. It is number 26 on the Billboard all-time 600. Come Yay, on now. we made the list. And not just made the list, number 26. That's high. I mean, come Goodness on. gracious. That's like, 
you're that's chubby checker looking over his shoulder from the number one spot. You know what I mean? They can see you in the rear view. Chub, chubby checker's the guy you're fighting. That's the or is it the guy you're racing? Yeah, <laughs> that's that's right, yeah. that's good. Uh, number twenty six on the Billboard on Time six hundred between number twenty five. How deep is your love by the Bee Gees? Okay. And number twenty seven, we found love by Rihanna featuring Calvin Harris. We found love in a hopeless place. There you go. That's it. That's the number twenty seven Billboard song of all. All time, apparently. That's weird. One day, somebody's going to explain uh, some more of that to me. I guess, really, one day, somebody's going to explain. They just put them all in a hat, and, then they, of, and they just like put all these songs in a hat and just started drawing. Like, yeah. you're number 26. I, I think the problem is I'm just out of pop culture music. <laughs> music we do you know a, pop, so like, a music podcast. Just, like, I, I just, like, Rihanna, I understand Rihanna's huge, I didn't realize that song is bigger than Eye of the Tiger in some way. Yeah. If you would have told me anyway, there are a yeah. hundred categories, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and, or, or, or like, I don't know, maybe a hundred would be too big, but like, if you told me there's, you know what I'm saying? There's like, if they were like, let's talk about song, let's have a category of songs that find love in hopeless places, <laughs> then it would rank a little higher. Yeah. But other than that, what list is it going to be If you greater? just say all time billboard, mm-hmm. compare these two songs. I'm going to go, well, obviously, I, I, I the Tiger. I, the Tiger is going to blow that one away. Yeah. But, uh, and, and it, it beats it by one slot. Mm-hmm. I just, that's always a surprise to me that some of these songs sit in that, you know, thing. Yeah. Uh, the Rocky Four soundtrack featured two songs by the same band with different lead singers because the Rocky Four soundtrack also featured Eye of the Tiger with lead singer Dave Bickler from Survivor, who we are going to talk to. Hang around. You're going to like this guy. You're going to love. Super fun. And he's so, he's done so much more than his work with Survivor. Absolutely. That we get to talk to about him. You're going to love it. Should we go ahead and say the other thing that if you don't know Dave oh, Bickler dude. from his time with Survivor. I feel like we need to play a sampling if we can find one. Oh, let's do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's yeah, yeah, do one. Let's, uh, you guys will remember this. While you're looking this up, these are great. Bud Light presents Real Men of Genius. Real Men of Genius. Dave Bickler, ladies Today, and gentlemen. Today, salute you, Mr. Giant Taco Salad Inventor. Mr. Giant Taco Salad Inventor. Ground beef, refried beans, guacamole, cheese, sour cream, and if there's any room left, a few shreds of lettuce. Creation that baffles the human mind. A 12,000 calorie salad. <laughs> Some may ask, is your taco salad healthy? Of course it is. It's a salad, isn't it? You can eat that deep fried country bowl. <laughs> so crack open a nice cold Bud Light conquistador of the calorie. You put the feast in Fiesta. Mr. Giant Taco Salad in Oh, yes, so good. That is Dave Bickler. <laughs> he is the voice of the real men of genius slash real American heroes. This episode brought to you by Anheuser Busch, right? <laughs> right. Wasn't it Bud? I think it's Bud Light. Bud right? Light. Yeah. yeah. Oh, is that? Do they own it? I think so. Right? A little I know about beer. I don't know. Um, so yes, stick around. We're talking to Dave Bickler about his time in Survivor and the experience of being the real men of genius guy and all things in between. Um, and so to, to finish my original point. There was a lead singer change in Survivor, and so the Rocky Four soundtrack featured two Survivor songs, but both of them had different lead singers. Mm-hmm. Not just a band with two lead singers, which happens sometimes, but it featured a both different. iterations mm-hmm. of, of, you know, so it had Eye of the Tiger with Dave Bickler, and then Burning Heart with Jimmy Jamison. Mm-hmm. Um, so both of them featured on the Rocky Four soundtrack, but Eye of the Tiger is 
the theme for Rocky Three. I mean, it is not only the like musical theme; it's the theme of the movie. It is. It's, that's it's Rocky finding re refinding his um, what's the word I'm looking for? His focus. There you, you know go. what I mean. Uh-huh. His devotion and all these things. That's He's great. gone soft. He got uh. protected and got his title took from him by Clever Lang, by the meanest dude, dude. in movie history, man, possibly question mark. Yeah, maybe Clever Lang is terrifying. He is man. He is the in the m- ring, on the streets, dude. In the gym, no it, matter where, in the warehouse, wherever yeah, you find that guy. That's right. When you're ready for a real man, you know what I mean. That's like, right. I, I, hey woman, hey woman, hey woman, hey woman. Like it, it, he's t- it, seriously when he's the shots of him. I was a little s- scared of him as a child. The sh- the shots of him when they're boxing, close up on his face when uh-huh. he's wearing the, the the mouth guard and stuff, uh-huh. and he is just relentlessly uh-huh. beating the pulp uh-huh. out of Rocky. I, I, you know, I, dude, I mean, come on. Dude. He beat that man so bad. <laughs> so bad. So bad. He was one and of the most. And let's be honest. Rocky is ripped in three. Yeah. Like, he shredded. is, like, shredded. Stallone is so ripped. And, the yeah. But they raise the intensity but of each fighter from clever. one to two, from two to three. Yeah. And not to say that Drago's one up, but from four Five, Tommy Gunn, uh, yeah, yeah, kind of yeah. would have stepped back. I don't but. count five. I've tried to watch. I did watch five again, I think, what, last year. Maybe when we, even when we were prepping for our Robert Tepper episode. Uh-huh. Um, and I just don't. I can't count it. <laughs> I cannot allow that into what I think about the Rocky movies. That's, I just can't do it. My uh, ring's outside. It's but Rocky Three though. So it, good. It could be my favorite. Favorite? Yeah, I, maybe I goes. It goes back and forth. Same, same. It's a. By the way, I have a shameful um, admission. Okay, okay. I have not yet seen the new Rocky Four director's cut. Okay, and I haven't either. And I'm a huge Rocky fan, so I probably I should. can't believe it. If I, so I I felt like I got duped a little bit because I didn't realize that it was only going to be in theaters for one day. Okay, it showed. One night in theaters, like one showing all around the country okay. as like a special event. I thought it was going to be just re-released in theaters. You know what I mean? And, and now, where can you see it now? Where is it? It's now it's on, um, you know, um, for purchase. It's not okay. even on streaming not services Netflix, or anything Hulu, yet. Um, but you can, you know, buy it on iTunes or you know whatever Amazon. Uh, Amazon, yeah. Mm-hmm. I will. I must. Same. I shall definitely own that, but I just don't. Yet. yet it came it was like we're talking about three so you get a pass that's right that's right uh let's see a little bit about the song itself um it was and and how it ended up on rocky three so um the original tempo track for the rough cut if i don't i think we talked about this a little bit in our um in our power of love episode that like uh, sometimes a director will put in a track as a sort of a placeholder mm-hmm. and go this is the feel I want musically for this scene. And I think they wanted to actually use the song that you're talking about but didn't get permission, right? On Another One Bites the Dust? I believe so. That was the plan. They, they were like, Another One Bites the Dust was the feel that Stallone wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, and it either didn't work or fell through somehow. Um, and he had, heard, uh, he had heard the song Poor Man's Son by Survivor and asked Survivor then to supply this theme song for, for Rocky Three. So, um, and interestingly enough, the three songs with the longest tenures at number one in the decade of the 1980s were Eye of the Tiger, okay. Another One Bites the Dust, okay. and Physical. Oh, wow. How about that? Yeah. 
longest longest number ones of the decade with those crazy. three. So uh, it kind of makes sense that they're all in there. You know, all in there. It's kind, it's kind of ironic they're all in there together with this Rocky tie-in. Let's see a little bit from song facts. Uh, Jim Paterik, uh, one of the writers of the song, um, regarding the origin of the song, he said, "When we got the initial rough cut of the movie, the scene that Eye of the Tiger appears in was cut to another one bites the dust by Queen." Uh, Frankie and I are watching this. The punches are being thrown, and we're going, holy crap, this is working like a charm. We called Stallone and said, why aren't you using that? He said, well, we can't get the publishing rights to it. Frankie and I looked at each other and went, man, this is going to be tough to beat. We had the spirit of, we've got to try to top this. So I started doing that now famous dead string guitar riff, and started slashing those chords to the punches we saw on the screen, and that whole thong, whole song took shape That's in the awesome. next three days. That's pretty cool. I would love to have the opportunity to craft a song like that for a specific scene in a movie. Uh-huh. It's one thing to have a... You know, it's always um, especially if you got a template to go off of something like that. Yeah, like, if you've we got want a cut this to feel, look at. here's the story. Yeah, just I, put something around it. I feel like I could crush that. I think you could too. I feel like I'm a I'm a great uh, imitator. Mm-hmm. If you give me a point to focus on and sort of mimic, I can I can pretty much do it. Stallone, we know we're, you're listening to this episode. Yeah. Just go ahead and send us a message yes. and send us a pre-release of Rocky Forty Two. Yeah, that's coming out, and exactly. we'll we'll lay it down. Creed Four. Yeah, we can be in, we can have it in time for Creed Four. Um, Expendables five, um, yeah. <laughs> what was, uh, I was trying uh, the specialist two. The specialist, wow, yeah. Demolition Man six. Oh, I love Demolition Man. There you go. I love Demolition. Watch it recently. Um, so yeah, I, that that's such a cool thing because you know you have when it comes to a soundtrack, you have the soundtracks are usually called music from and inspired by mm-hmm. the motion picture Rocky yep. three, yep. right? Um, I would love to be one of the music froms mm-hmm. that appears. <laughs> and, of course, there's. I, I assume there's financial benefit to being actually in the movie as yeah, well. Yeah, you get double double whammy because you'll get paid by the movie and paid by the album sales yeah. and track right. sales. and the residuals from, yes, yeah. uh, you know, movie uh, showings and purchases and all that kind of stuff. So that's a pretty pretty sweet deal to be able to be like, be the theme song for this movie that's going to play, you know. And the Rocky movies, you know, they don't skimp on the time. It's not a deal where like, oh yeah, my song's in that movie. Oh, where is it? Oh, it's playing in the radio in the background yeah, when no. they go through the gym, you know, or whatever. No, 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 no. It's out front. He's like, dude, here this it turns into a music video for three minutes, you yeah. know. And here's the song. The 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 songs really are part of the storytelling Absolutely. in these Stallone movies. Absolutely. So yeah, that's very cool. Okay, at this point. In my notes, it says we should probably meet the band. Okay, let's that? meet them. Let's do it. Hey, let's meet the band. It's time to meet the band. Hey, mama, let's meet the band. Let's all meet the band. Hey! All right, we're going to meet the band of this iteration of Survivor that played on uh, Eye of the Tiger. Um, Rob has mentioned Frankie already. That would be Frankie Sullivan on lead guitar. He's the only member of Survivor that's been stable since 1977. His idol, get this, I think is perfect. His idol is the great Muhammad Ali. He has a giant poster of him still hung up in his house. And what better guy to write the song for Rocky than a guy whose idol is Muhammad Ali. Yeah. So I think that's wonderful. Um, 
Go ahead. Have you, seen, have you seen the clip of Stallone at the Oscars yeah. getting interrupted by Muhammad, Muhammad Ali? Muhammad comes from behind and yeah. says, like, you stole my, like, I'm, the says, Apollo, I'm the real Apollo, I'm the real Creed. Apollo Creed. Yeah, points a finger at him, and then they, like, yeah. they do a little, you know, a little Fist back and forth. Yeah. Yeah, and I'll tell you, the uh, a good documentary, I cannot remember if we sh- talked about it on number four, but go watch The Real Rocky, which is the story mm. of Chuck Webner, yeah. who says that Stallone took his story. It's yeah. really good, so go go watch that. Um. Uh, John, uh, Rob mentioned Jim earlier on uh, on grand piano and electric guitar and vocals. Legendary songwriter, uh, vocalist, and songwriter of Ides of March. Um, their song "Vehicle," you know the the popular Bo Bice cover. You know "Vehicle." Of course, I'm your Who vehicle. Doesn't know "Vehicle" by Bo Bice. <laughs> also wrote "High on You." Uh, search is over. I can't hold back for Survivor. Yeah. Um, Survivor we, had some great dude, songs. Dude. Kabam, kablam, kablam. Here's what you may not know. He also wrote. Hold on loosely and rock it into the night for 38 special. No kidding. Let's play a little uh, of either one of those. I guess hold on loosely or... This is like a slowed down... He's like, I'm tired of playing that dick 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 so fast. Let's slow that down. Anyway, that's Jim. Um, on bass, uh, Stephen Ellis. It's either Stephen or Stephen. It's S T P H A N. I'm going to go Stephen. Oh, Stephen. 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 I don't know. It's don't probably know. Stephen. <laughs> Wasn't that the name of Urkel's uh, alter ego? Yes. Stephen. Stephen. Yes. Right. Stephen Urkel. Urkel. Yeah. There we go. Um, on bass, had two different stints with Survivor. He left in the mid 80s and came back in the 90s. Was also in a band called Club Med. Oh, I remember go. them. Do you? Yeah, I think. On drums, Mark Drew Bay. I can't find another thing of note on this guy other than he's still on. I put other than I put other tan. I meant to write other than <laughs> other tan. He's he's on LinkedIn, so there's that. You okay. can uh, you All can right. you can hire him to be your drummer. Um, he's like the Spider Rico of Rocky One. The first guy he fights, he's like a notable character, yeah, but not so much after that. So Spider Rico on drums, aka Mark <laughs> Drube, uh, and then lead vocals Dave Bickler. Man, this guy's great. Uh, y'all are gonna love love chatting with him. Yeah, um, so cool to come sit with us for a minute. I got a couple notes. One I want to talk about: why this song has a special place in my heart that happened later in life. Okay, so, I play guitar for a Spanish church. I'm there for a while. It's where I met my wife, and. Uh, each year for a few years stint there, I got asked to play like their version of youth camp. But the thing about Spanish church youth camp in like Tennessee, everybody from the Tennessee area comes to Chattanooga. In Spanish churches, there's not a whole lot in each state. So it's multi-states. So it's North Carolina, Regional. Kentucky, Tennessee, and it's big. Mm. Like it's big. And I'm the white guy. Let's just cut <laughs> like and it's not like I can blend in. So the whole thing's in Spanish. I you know I'm the I'm the white guy up there. And play guitar the first night, it's kinda cool. Um second night comes up and it's like I you know, I don't really know why I've been here other than I've been the guitar player. I don't get all the jokes. <laughs> like I don't get anything. They have a different speaker each night. Well, the speaker comes back uh, before the second night. And he's like, "Hey, he's like, I want to do a sermon on or like a, a thing at the at the end of my. He's like through the through my preaching and when I'm speaking, I want like an intense fighting scene. He's like, does anybody know like a boxing? Th- and this is through Spanish, and I'm trying to pick up as much as I can. Like, does anybody know a good? And they're like, JP loves Rocky. Like, JP, do you know any of the Rocky songs? I'm like, dude, I know I the Tiger. And they're like, teach it to us. So in the back on this box piano, it's just a box piano uh-huh. in the back. I'm like, here's the chords. So C minor, B flat, A flat. And I'm showing them how to do it. And I'm like, I'm going to do this. And we're going to have this like this 
we'll just put it together. And so I got to play Eye the Tiger in this huge arena nice. with all these, and this pastor's doing this fighting sequence. He calls kids <laughs> up on stage and does like, anyway, super cool. And I, sa- I felt like I saved camp. <laughs> and then the next year, I got to play the Star Spangled Banner on the 4th of July, oh, which was kind of cool. That was kind of okay. neat. That's but anyway, awesome. that was, so that was really neat for me that I got to teach these guys this song and yeah. have this big moment. So that was, that was kind of fun for me. So all y'all that went to Spanish camp. Um, That's right. Everyone's like, "That was you. That was you. You're the white guy. You're the you're uh, el 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 gato loco." <laughs> nice. Rob. That's all the Spanish I know in one phrase. Right Killed there. It. That was that wonderful. Was uh, go ahead. Were you gonna say? Let something? me. Yeah. Let me play you something in, in, important. Uh, when you're talking about um, teaching people this song, okay? okay. This is one of the most important things about this song. Is this one hit that's offset? Yeah. Right? It's early. This is how you know if somebody knows this song or not. Right. Okay. So. You get this one, okay, so you've got your opening riff. So the first two are the same. Here. Next one's the same. And the same. This next one, the second one is late. Right here. If and this they- is early. And that, no, that's the same as okay, the first that's time. Okay, the same yeah, as yeah. the first time. I see what you're saying. But, but, that, but that second hit, the, the, yeah. that second hit is, is offset, right? Mm-hmm. And, and if, if you just tell somebody to play this song by themselves without any help, and they play that, you know they actually know the song. <laughs> right. Right? If you, if, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. If you play it the same way both times, you're a hack. You're a hack. <laughs> I'm, I don't care. I don't care if, if I heard Steve Lukather play it the same way both times, I would tell him to his face, you're a hack. Look at there, get out of here. Meet me in the ring. (laughs) That's right. Gear up, buddy. You're uh, a hack. I'll tell you one thing I do like, too, is the film version has the tiger growls, whereas Mm. the album version does not. Okay. And any time we can ride a tiger, let's ride a tiger, play a little Roddy James Dio, Holy Diver, and let's ride that tiger. Everybody. Oh, I got it. His wife wrote a book. Holy diver, you've been down too long in the midnight sea. Also, one of the great like minor one. The, you know, Everybody, flat, flat, Love that. Oh, don't you see what I mean? Love that. Oh, so excited so that we, so anytime we get to any play, Ronnie James Dio with. reference, we can throw in. Thank you for having the tigers to be ridden. <laughs> That's right. Uh, okay. One of the other things that uh, I wanted to point out musically about this song, it's a, it's, it's not super hard to follow. It's it, it truly in a minor key. It's in that C minor mm-hmm. thing, uh, and I love that the um, the chords that come in at the beginning when you get the you know you've got the hits, uh, but then you've got the the chords that come in and play a little bit more legato mm-hmm. instead of the cat 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 cat. They're bow 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 bow. You know what I mean? They, mm-hmm. they got a little more meat on the bones, and they are like minor seven chords. They've got a they keep a B flat in there that is not fully just a C minor chord. It's it's got a little more space in it. I love that. Here's the other thing that I love. So listen to the bass. The bass is going to go pedal tone here. Rising up, back on the 
where the bass is staying on the same note, these chords are moving around. So you're going C minor, A flat over C, B flat over C, C minor. Now the bass is going to move the chords. C, A flat. The bass is moving all the way down. B flat, C. I love that. It's a nice little change, but it's a difference in feel, and it it keeps that it keeps the verse moving in mm-hmm. a in you know in a certain way because um, nothing else changes except for that. Um, I also love, by the way, I can't not point this out that that fill is a little bit rushed. The drum fill is a little bit rushed between the, c- the two c- verses. C- c- yeah, just listen listen, listen to the again. drums. Okay, I've never picked All right, it up. listen to the drums. You'll never not hear it. Spider Rico on drums, everyone. It's undeniably right. We're not on a click here, you know what I mean? It's all feel. So, uh, But anyway, I've always loved that. Uh, let's see. And then let's go to the second verse where we've got these harmonized guitars. Yes. This is great. Beautiful. If scorpions had patience, that would be that right there. <laughs> if scorpions had patience, take that, Michael Schenker. <laughs> wow, what a burn. What a burn. By the way, I love scorpions. <laughs> <laughs> That's phenomenal. If scorpions had patience. Oh, gosh. Okay. I got to stump the genius. Let's do it. Let's stump the genius. Stump the genius. Stump the genius, stump the genius, it's time to stump the genius. I jumped up and your part. I said your part. All right, guys. Last Stop singing my note. <laughs> All right, guys. So Rocky is the third uh, of the Rocky saga, if you will. Yes. So I'm going to do famous trilogies. Okay. But what I'm going to do is I'm, I'm going to have three ways you can get points. Okay. So wow. I'm, oh, I love it when it gets complicated. Okay. okay. So there's three ways you can get points. I'm going to give you the tagline for the movie. Okay. If you get it off of that, you get three points. Okay. If you don't get it there, I'm going to give you an actor that's not necessarily the lead, but is a popular character. Okay. And then if you get it that, you get two points. And then I'm just going to give you a rhymes with. Okay. Okay. (laughs) And if you don't get it with the rhymes with. I've never done this. Then you suck. May I suggest an edit to your game? Sure. I think it'll be more difficult for me. Okay. If you give me the actor first. No. No? I don't think so. You think I'm going to not know the taglines to a trilogies, popular trilogies? Yeah. I don't know. The actors are... Because they're like side characters, right? Not the main character. But they're popular movies. Yeah. Okay. Okay, let's try, your let's, try, no, let's try it. Let's try it. Um, we'll do it this yeah, way, and we'll if it, it sucks, way, you I mean, can find easy. more trilogies. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good plan. That's a good, that's a good plan. Um, do, trust your gut. Okay, okay I might mix it up for each one. Okay. Oh, that's, that's good. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with this one first. We're going with the tagline. Okay. From, from the brother of the director of Ghost. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. From the brother of the director of Ghost. So it sounds like a comedy, right? You're not going to say that. <laughs> what I'm th- trying to think of comedy trilogies. Um, <laughs> I love that tagline. And I also don't know who directed Ghost. Okay. So... That is not helpful to me as a context clue. 
Um, <laughs> from the brother. <laughs> were there? No. Mm. Three. Uh, yeah. Two, I, I, oh no. One. Okay. All right. Kinda, yeah, okay. I forgot okay. I lose a point. Actor slash actress Priscilla Presley. Oh dang it! That's what I was gonna guess. The Naked Gun. Uh, the Brom would have been Bake Ed Munn. Dang, so you got it. Naked Gun three. So we got two points. I, you know what? What I was about to say when you started counting was, my guess would be it's Hot actually, Shots. I think it's a Naked Gun thirty three and a third. It would have had to have been. That's why I didn't guess the Naked Gun because I was like, no, those came out before Ghost. Uh-huh. At least a couple of them did. Yeah. Um, From so the I brother was, of the director of Ghost. That's so I funny. I love that one. Okay. Um, next one tagline: Run for cover. Run for cover. I'm going to have to put these on a time limit. Yeah. Uh, Gremlins? No, not Gremlins. Okay. Okay. Actor, David Graff. I don't even know who that is. David Graff. David Graff. David Graff. Graff, 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 Graff. Run for cover. David Graff. (laughs) Run. Run. For cover. Three. Cover. Two. Cover the. What? Cover the. I don't know. Give me, the, give me the rhyme. Okay. Let me look this up right to make sure I don't botch this. <laughs> oh, no. Okay, here we go. Belise Busplatomy. Police Academy. Back Ben Bainey. Wow. <laughs> Police Academy wow. back in training. Run so, for cover. There we okay. go. Run for All cover. Right. All right, so we got who one is, point Who there. is David Graff? David Graff. Is he is, the guy I'm that played Tackleberry? It is. I'll just spin it around and show you who it is. I'm trying to think. And there were like eight Police Academy movies, so it could have been like... Mm-hmm. It's so many different guy. characters. Or is he the little shrimpy guy? No, see, that's not the shrimpy you guy. You see this guy? Yes, Tackleberry. Yes, okay, okay. Never knew his actual name. Okay, David Graff. There we go. All right. We're doing better than Police I Police Academy. All right. Okay. I got to shift my mindset. I'm thinking Matrix. That's why I was like, dude, I'm going to guess these taglines. <laughs> okay, all right. Uh, here we go. They've saved the best trip for last, but this time they may have gone too far. They've saved the best trip for last, but this time they may have gone too far. And this is the third of a trilogy. This is the third. Uh, what's funny is immediately I think of like road trip. Okay. Is it road trip? It is not road trip. Okay. Actor, Thomas Wilson. Oh my gosh. Back to the future. Pack da da future free. <laughs> Back to the future three. Good job. So we got two there. You would have gotten wow, that one I've with the I've never heard actor. that tagline. I know, I'm right? They've saved the best for last, but this time they may have gone too far. Wow. How about that? Okay. Alright, I'm trying to mix these up. Man, this one is easier. Spoiler alert, they didn't. It, it all works out in the end. <laughs> Alright, here we go. He's still evil, he's still deadly, and he's surrounded by freaking idiots. <laughs> That's g- gonna have to be uh, um, Austin Powers. Austin Powers. Member. There you go. Seth Green would have been the actor. Boston Bowers, Ben Bold Bimber. Ben <laughs> Gold Member. All right. So we got three on that one. That All was right. a goodie. And we got one more. Okay, one more. One more to complete the. I had a number in mind. I was going to see if you could get this many points, and okay. this will be. This will be the test. I'll have to get it. Okay. All right. I think you'll get there. Uh, this is an easier tagline. Maybe Hector's pretty easy too. Uh, I don't know which way to go with this. If Ving, you want me to pause it and you find a no, less significant actor. You're good. Ving okay. Rames. Ving Rames, uh, Mission Impossible. Mission Impossible. There we go. Three. Yeah. The tagline was the mission begins 505. That okay. Yeah. I yeah. 
So an easier one to go out with. Eleven points. I was like, if he gets more than ten, he's done pretty well. well all right, I feel so I feel pretty 11. good. Eleven, you finish strong. A little good. a little disappointed in my performance, but I'll you know. Hey, that's just an everyday points, thing for me. Eleven so. out of fifteen. That's pretty good. <laughs> it's, okay, it's not bad. That's good. It, yeah. When you put it that way, yeah, it sounds. But now, if you worked out the percentages, though, it's like what? It's seventy-eight, eighty, probably. Know. I don't know. I'm not a What's, numbers uh, guy. Hold on. What's eleven divided by fifteen? It's about 0.7333. Yeah, that's a 73. Okay. I barely that's passed. You passed. That's barely right. passed. Right. You're, you're going to pass the class. All right. The, how'd you all do at home? Let us know how you do. Let us know if you got uh, all of them from the taglines. If you knew uh, from the dire- from the brother of the director Man, of Ghost. I was this close. I was so close, dude. The clock. The clock, so clock beat you on that one. All right. Uh, let's see. A few more facts on Survivor. Formed in Chicago, 1978 by Jim Paterick and Frankie Sullivan, who we've mentioned. Paterick was originally the guitarist and vocalist for the Ides of March, as you said. Great initials, by then, the way. Uh, right, JP. That's true. Great yeah. initials. Uh, then the Jim Paterick Band. The inner liner notes of his 1976 album with the Paterick Band described him as, you want to guess? Described him as... Quote, a survivor. Oh, well, all right. That's good. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's tricky. Uh, yeah. So this song, uh, depending on who you ask, may have stemmed from an incident wherein Jim Paterick had a brush with death. Two original members of Survivor, Gary Smith and Dennis Keith Johnson, had also been part of the band Chase, with which Jim Paterick had also worked. And in August 1974, the Chase Band experienced a tragic loss when their plane crashed, killing leader Bill Chase and several members of the band. Mm. So it was one of those sort of day the music died territories where he was supposed to be on that plane, but, you know, or could have been on that plane, but wasn't. Uh, In 1984, Survivor lead singer Dave Bickler was having problems with nodules on his vocal cords, and the rest of the band didn't want to wait for him to recover as they had just released I Have the Tiger's follow-up album, Caught in the Game. So they replaced him with Jimmy Jameson, uh, who was part of the band from 1984 to 88. And that era also produced the hits, uh, a couple of, that you mentioned, Moment of Truth, I Can't Hold Back, High on You, and The Search is Over. And then, of course, Burning Heart, which was also in Rocky IV. Um, there have been a lot of lineup movements, including the return and departure again of Dave Bickler in the 90s, and then a second tenure of Jimmy Jameson in the early 2000s. Meanwhile, in the 2000s, Dave Bickler collaborated on the massive Bud Light commercial campaign, Real Men of Genius, which itself has sold 100,000 copies. There's a CD of the Real Men of Genius jingles that was officially released. I need to get that. Yes, and it is a gold album. That's awesome. That's so great. That is fantastic so I don't if know, I can steal things. You can steal it. I don't know if we ask him that. I wrote this question down. I don't know if we ask him or not. Would you rather open... Like as a musician for the Clubber Lang Rocky fight, or have them open for you? Would you rather be like I'm the headliner and Rocky Clubber is opening for me, or would you rather be the band that opened for that fight? You understand what I'm saying? No, refer. Ask, okay. ask your question. Would again. you rather be in a band uh-huh. that opened before this fight? Okay, like I'm o- like I'm the opening act yeah. before the Clubber for the Lang fight. Rocky fight, okay. or would you rather them be the fight? That opens before your rock show. Before you play. Oh, I got you. Like they're the, are you the draw or are they the draw? I see. I think it would be a weird idea, but worth exploring to have fights before a A fight before a rock show? (laughs) Get everybody all riled up and and betting and gambling. And what if it's one that ends in like a round? 
Yeah. It's like everybody's mad. They spent all this money. That's right. And then you just go, get in the pit. That's and right. Then you just- just take all your aggression out on us. Let's freaking do it. Now, if you're a coffee shop, yeah. if you're freaking Probably not so Chris much. Isaac's not going to get you up there. You can do a thumb war. And that's then, right. That's great. <laughs> and, then Chris Isaac. and then you just put it on the thing, thumb war and Chris Isaac. Dude, that's amazing. I told him to put puppet show first. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Uh, you know, and how cool is it? Because not only was I, I the Tiger is not only the, you know, the theme to Rocky three, but it becomes in essence, the theme to all the Rocky movies, yeah. mm-hmm. right? Like, you know, after the fact, um, and you get, it's even, it's the opening credits of, uh, Rocky four. Mm-hmm. You have the, the two boxing gloves slowly inching toward each yep. other with the American flag and the, and the Russian flag. And then they come together and explode. That's all happening to the backdrop uh-huh. of eye of the tiger yeah. and the American flag boxing glove stands. That's right. And the Russian one explodes. There you go. Um, so the album in June, 1982 went to number two on the billboard top 200. It was held back from the number one spot, I believe by the self-titled album by Asia, which is a little oh, wow. surprising. Yeah. Either that or Mirage by Fleetwood Mac. The heat of the moment. I couldn't tell. Is the heat of the moment on that Asia album? It's That's, gotta be. Uh, it's probably almost their, had to be. It's their only album. Right? Yeah. Almost I think had that to one. be. Um, either that or, or Mirage by Fleetwood Mac. I couldn't tell exactly, um, from the chart information that was available to me for free. So I wasn't going to pay for it. <laughs> it's all good. One of those. Choose your poison. That's right. Okay. Uh, I have a couple covers that I want to mention. Okay. okay. Um, can't not mention the Weird Al parody, uh, the Rye or the Kaiser. Why don't we go ahead and um, listen to a little bit of that. Is that on Running with Scissors? Scissors? No. Which album Well before that. That is on uh, in 3D. Okay. Which is... The one that had eat it. So okay. like oh, it wow. was that that long ago. Okay. Lower key. And you'll notice it's an accordion, not a guitar that swells in. Let's roll on to the verse here. This is the theme to Rocky 13, by the way. <laughs> Fat and weak. What a disgrace. The champ got too lazy. Ain't gonna fly now, he's just taking up space. Sold his gloves, threw his eggs down the drain. But he's no bum, he works down the street. He bought the neighborhood daily. Back on that his base out of production, and this is so sparse and beautiful. Come inside, maybe you'll hear him say. Lots of great references in there about how he like goes up in the back and beats up on the liverwurst and you know all this <laughs> great great funny references. But that's what it's listed as the theme from Rocky X I I I on awesome. the album, that's which great. is even funnier. Then there's also a reference. It's not a cover per se, but it is a reference, and the song is used in the 2019 movie. I think Shazam. Did you okay. see Shazam <clears throat> with Zachary Levi? Uh, great movie. One of DC's wow. better movies. I, I immediately in my head went Kazam. The Shaquille Kazam. O'Neal oh, okay. Neil movie. I am Kazam. <laughs> I was like, why no. is Shaquille O'Neal? No, uh, Shazam, okay. the, the Captain Marvel mm-hmm. um, 
but not Captain Marvel. Not Captain Marvel from Marvel, but the original Captain Marvel, who is now called Shazam, that is owned by DC. Very confusing if you let I it. I told you I met the original one. Oh, of that's the... right. At a convention, right? Maybe we'll post the picture. Marvel. Yeah. Uh, anyway, there's a scene where he's sort of first figuring out his powers, and they start playing that, and he's going, hands, lightning from my hands, <laughs> lightning from my hands, and he's pulling lightning from the sky, you know, and making him light up, lightning from my hands. Yeah, cool. And uh, it's, a, it's a great, very funny song. And then there's one more that I have been waiting <laughs> to play. Okay. And it got even better um, just recently. It Just moments ago, this moment actually got better because this is a mashup cover i promise we don't go looking for these things they find us <laughs> this is called holy tiger what parentheses the eye of the diver no this is a mashup of dio and survivor two dio references in the same episode how did this happen you're gonna <laughs> oh my god not ready holy tiger I have the <laughs> This is from the Taskmaster on YouTube, by the way. Shout out to Taskmaster. <laughs> oh, underneath? Now, both riffs going on at the same time. Get to the chorus. Okay. Taskmaster on YouTube. Thank oh, you dude, so much for that. That right there made my day. That was <laughs> so good. Yes. That's might be highlight of season so far. <laughs> I love that. All right. We're going to talk to Dave Bickler, and we'll be back at the end to tuck you in. But first, make sure you go to Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and follow us there at all of them at Great Song Pod. We'd be posting different stuff in different places sometimes, so you never know what's going to pop up on one of those. Join our Facebook group, Great Songs, and the great people who love them greatly. And if you want to be a part of helping us produce the show, if you want to go the next step and really be a part of making the magic happen, you can support us on Patreon. Go to patreon.com, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash greatsongpod, and you can become a Patreon producer of the show. Uh, we'll put your name in the show credits and the show notes. We'll uh, give you bonus access, behind-the-scenes stuff, extra episodes, early release, everything that we can to just make you feel loved and say thank you for helping us to produce the show. That is patreon.com slash greatsongpod. All right, let's go talk to the voice behind 
Eye of the Tiger, and the Real Men of Genius commercials, Dave Bickler, and we'll be back at the end. This is the Great Song Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, as promised, we are here with Dave Bickler, uh, the man in your head for this. When you think of intense training and getting hyped up for anything in your whole life, you've heard the voice of Dave Bickler singing Eye of the Tiger. You immediately uh, start Survivor. sweating when you hear his voice because of the power. <laughs> <laughs> or or fear, because now you got to go work out. That's, That's right. True. That's yes. true. Oh, yeah. Good point. Yes. Dave, thank you so much for joining us today on the Great Song Podcast. Uh, it's great to be with you guys. Excellent. Okay, since you mentioned workout, this one isn't even on the board. Do you work out to your own songs? Are you like, I need to go work out? Do you put on Eye of the Tiger and you're like, I'm going to go do this thing? Definitely not. Okay. <laughs> Think how weird that would be. Extremely. Think how weird that would be. <laughs> Having said that, it's, it's, it's one of the things that makes like Eye of the Tiger have an seemingly infinite life because you know it's always you know, it seems to be a thing right a thing for 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 motivation for Absolutely. working out for getting fed for you know yeah and people will never run out of the need to be motivated or the need to you know <laughs> work out or you know anything i mean god knows right. i could use a little <laughs> of that myself i mean let's, oh me too let's just be honest here. <laughs> me too <laughs> So uh, I'm interested to know. I didn't realize really until we started researching that the um, that the original version of Eye of the Tiger that was in Rocky Three was actually the demo that you guys produced, uh, and that you had to then uh, re-record it for your album. Can you tell us a, a little bit about that story and and how it came about? And I understand that the, maybe trying to get the the feel the second time around wasn't quite as easy. Can you tell us some of that? You know, I, I don't remember. I, well, I'll tell you the story of, of why that happened is that, the, the you know, this came up kind of suddenly. Uh, Sylvester Stallone production was already well along. You know, they, they work on a strict schedule, right? You know, for the most part. And uh, uh, the, he, he decided he wanted to, he, he hadn't had the music settled for the opening sequence. He had, he had uh, 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 you know, uh, another one bites the dust, you know, uh, it was, was, was in place, but they couldn't use that, or they could, wasn't right. I'm not sure what the what the exact reason was, but they were going to use that. And he wanted to write. He wanted something, you know, uh, current. You know, he wanted. A, he was looking for a rock band. And he, he uh, Sylvester Stallone knew the knew the president of our record company, Tony Scotty, and you know, Scotty Brothers Records. And he played him our second album, Premonition. And he liked that. He said, "Can you guys?" Then they wrote me a song. But but time was 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 really ticking. So we had uh, a couple of weeks, literally, to get it together. And, and so Frank and Jim went in the, you know, they got together and they sat down and they started working on that song. They came up with, they came up with the song. We went to the studio. We'd never heard it. The band had never heard the song. They came and brought it in and showed us to us. We all, you know, learned our parts sort of and, and formulated it that evening at, we were at CRC in Chicago. And, uh, and I had to, you know, I listened to the, the melody and, and uh, the lyrics and we, I got in front of the mic and, you know, started singing <laughs> and, you know, and and then then we then later on we put like the piano thing the the that we added we added that stuff. I remember sitting there doing that thing. And that that's pretty cool. You know, that's pretty cool. R- ripping off, yes, but but cool. And um, so it was yeah, it was really rushed. And and the demo went out. I mean, he really liked it. And it just turned out that you know, we had to get out to California. We 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 were going to make a make an album, but we hurried that process up and we got out there. But there was no no way we were going to get that done in time for the, for the movie deadline, you know, for that music to be in the deadline. So they just used the demo, you know? And, uh, I didn't even know that until later. I didn't realize I didn't actually realize that at the time. 
Did you uh, uh, were you okay with that when you when you found out oh, when you realized that, oh this is the demo version? Did that were, were you like I wish they hadn't done that or were you fine with it? No, no, it was okay. I thought the demo was pretty pretty darn good, you know. Um, but we when you go into the studio to record the album, you want everything to be consistent, right? We, it was at Romo Recorders in Canoga Park, which is a you know a lot of great people that we rec- recorded there. It was the captain and Tennille, uh, uh the captains built that studio. It was a great place with a neat console, and it was. You know, with the, so you wanted to be consistent, the sound, the drum draw track there and all that stuff. So so we re-recut the song. I don't remember it being a problem, though. It kind of just something about that song just seemed to, you know, roll off a log for us. You know, as far as when we recut it, it sounded, you know, the same, really. Yeah. I got a follow up question since you talked a little bit about gear and I'm going to tie it into the video. So, first of all, how cool are payphones in that video? And aside from this video, how often did you power walk at that speed <laughs> during that? Um, and do you, you sing into a 57 in the video? Uh, do you prefer to sing into a 57? Is that your mic of choice or was that simply. Uh, no, that, that, that was a prop, right? Okay. You know, so yeah, that's what, that's what they, they thought would be a vocal mic. 57s are kind of, they, they sound great. But they're a little tough because they don't have the same kind of pop filter that a 58's got. You know, it's a little more buffer. So, yeah, you can really you get some serious plosives on a 57 when you're singing. Steven Tyler likes to sing into a 57. Yeah. That's his mic of choice. So Hey, man, it works. It works for him. <laughs> no, they, they, they sound fantastic. A 57 can record basically any instrument and sound good, yeah, including a voice. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember why Mark uh, was so sweaty on drums versus the rest of you guys in the video? <laughs> he was like drenched. I, I don't. Maybe, maybe because all that walking around I San Francisco. Was walk. <laughs> oh, yeah. If he would work out more regularly with the song as right. the backdrop, he wouldn't be all sweaty. Right. right. Yeah. After that, yeah, he became very fit. Yeah. <laughs> what's the uh, What's the worst cover version of "Eye of the Tiger" that you've ever heard? Oh, the worst cover version. Or best. Or best, but preferably worse. <laughs> you know, I I don't know. I can't, I can't, I couldn't tell you what the worst was. I've heard some, I've heard some pretty terrible ones. <laughs> I've heard some pretty terrible ones. And I've heard some really great ones, you know, like young kids playing it sounded great. Big yeah. bands, you know, the school band playing it sounded great. Oh, sure. um, uh, 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 heavy metal bands doing versions of it that were killer, yeah. you know, and, but I, 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 my, my memory's not good. I can't remember specifically, you know, which ones I wish I, I wish I had actually kept the copies of those things so I could listen back to them. I've heard some good ones and I've heard some really terrible ones. Yeah. Uh, well, you mentioned earlier uh, about the premonition album. I love that album. Um, and there'll be parts of these interviews where we just gush over things that we love about you. So sit by while I talk about things that I, that I really like. Um, but I did have a question how you did, why you put Chevy nights as track one and then summer nights as track two. That seems like interesting track placement with both different nights back to back on that. Um, summer nights, by yeah. the way, is, <laughs> power ballad heaven in, so in in retrospect that's too many nights in a row. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's confusing it was a whole weekend but but it, but it, but actually it, musically it works real it good, flows you know? well that's and, correct that's good and i think that's that's the reason why eventually we overrode the too many nights I concept it. I, I get it. <laughs> uh, and by the speaking way speaking of, of summer nights that it like i said it's power ballad heaven i love it and speaking of power ballads i love your version of ever since the world began off the eye of the tiger album i think it's great huge song um also um well we'll get to other things that i really like but we, you want to talk about the real men of genius let's get there yeah so um, oh yeah the real the real men of genius i mean 
the the craziest thing, you know, I I, it, I I got a call from my friend Sandy Toronto in Chicago. We've been doing jingles together there for you know, he he formed his own production uh, house, you know, to do jingles, and they came to him and said with this concept thing and said, we're looking for an eighties rock singer guy. And he said, well, I, uh, I know, I know one, I know an eighties rock singer guy. So I came in to do the demos and I, when I heard Pete Stacker, I was just on the floor, you know, he was, His voice he was is so, so funny, you know? I know, he's great. dripping with sarcasm, you know, no, nobody does it like Pete does. And so I thought it was really great and, and funny. And we, we created my little character, you know, that, that, that first session, my, my, my answer screaming answer guy, whatever, yeah. that, whatever that is. Do you have a favorite one? Do you have a favorite room? Well, I don't remember any of them. Yeah. I like Mr. Giant pocket knife inventor. That, that's, that's a, a that's good a one. one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, all the, you see us naming all the tools and it gets funnier as it, as it goes along, but there, there's like 220 of those that we made and, and, and some of them are still in the can that have never been. Oh, heard. there's unreleased. Wow. Oh man. That's yeah. Great. yeah they, some of the, there were a lot edgier, you know, okay. some of those. And, and I think they just said, nah, but probably get away with them now. Yeah, yeah, I, like, I, like, I like giant taco salad inventor like that one. I like the really, really <laughs> That's, bad yeah, a 10,000 calorie yeah. salad or whatever. <laughs> I caramba. It was fun doing those because we, the, the normally in, in a, in commercial work, you, you get a script and that's it. There it's stick. You, you stick to it. But those guys would come in all the creative guys from DDB and we would just throw that out. They would try different stuff, you know, and throw out lines and, Everybody was throwing out lines, so they were created that way, which is very unusual for a commercial. Yeah, yeah, that's that's really interesting. What was the original number that they were intending to to do? Were they did they go in knowing okay, we've got two hundred ideas for this, or did they start with a smaller number and went, wow, these are really working, let's do some more? Funny you should ask that. Um, I don't think they realized that they would. They would nobody ever thought it would go on for like ten years, but. Uh, <laughs> But, but the, the first session had eight. Mr. Footlong Hot Dog Inventor, that was one I remember, one of the very, very first ones. So there was eight of them, which is, that was kind of unusual, I thought, because normally I didn't walk in and do eight commercials, you yeah. know, for yeah. start. They do, they do one for a pilot, like, and then see if the agency liked them. Oh, okay. <laughs> do more they wow. knew they knew going in they had something they're like we're gonna put it well i think i think because of pete was so but they they, tri- they tried charlton heston for the for that part really? and they thought you know how funny how funny it would be for charlton heston to be that serious but he was too serious it was terrible yeah. it, started, it was terrible he that's, wasn't funny that's moses no. that's not that's you know yeah, moses, moses. He, wasn't, he wasn't funny at all <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. That's good. I uh, I really like the Caught in the Game album. That's a, I think that that's a fantastic supporting cast too with you guys on that with uh with uh, no kidding Richard Page and Mr. Mister <laughs> Richard Page I know, for God's right? sake Kevin Cronin. I mean that's a killer killer band. I like the album a lot. Over and over. That, in that song, yeah. East, you can just hear Richard Page popping a- out of there, man. Absolutely. Now the I was just I was a gog. I was like, this guy is just too much. Man. <laughs> and then later on, you know, Mister Mister. Jesus. I know, right? Now, you, now the video for "Caught in the Game," the casino one, when you're the the thin tie and the and the the, yeah. new, the new hat here, probably not your best video. You don't actually come into the second verse, which is a, how involved were you in the video production of your music videos? Zero. I, figured, I knew it. I said, Rob, I bet he had zero take in this. They don't nothing. It. Yeah, you're barely was, in it, and you're the voice of it. It was hand. It was handed to to us. You know, all yeah. Yeah. I think I, I think I had a, I, I think I'd have had a couple of drinks too by the time I, I was doing work. 
you know, because I was, I was very nervous about doing that stuff. You know, that stuff was very nerve wracking for me. Well, you pull it off. Okay. You do great. Yeah. In your seat. You get nice and loose. Huh? That's right. Nice the, uh, I will give you a, a, a <laughs> I was loose. That's true. <laughs> I'll give you a highlight on top of that to follow it up with a really strong positive. I think over and over is perfection in terms of your vocal performance on that. And a really under the radar survivor track. I love it. Um, and Children of the Night is probably your strongest vocal performance, in my opinion. I really like it. So. Yeah, I really, I have, I have a, I have a, I have a soft spot for that song for sure. I really, I really like that. That uh, I just recently, uh, Rick Legan, who was our tour manager for a long time, he sent me. He had some tapes that were from from a from a, a club we played of, of us playing that song when it first came out. You know, we, in fact, no, before it was released, we were playing it in in the club before we went out to record it. it sounds pretty good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what? Who are the voices? I'm curious. Who are the voices that sort of inspired you? I know. Your your vocal uh, sound and style, you know, sort of led into a wave of other vocalists who were like trying to be that. Uh, who who was that for you when you were coming up? Who were the who were the voices that you went? Mm, that's kind of something I want to take and, and make my own. Well, the the two Pauls, Paul McCartney and Paul Rogers. Okay, you know, really hugely influenced me. Uh, you know. Uh, but everything I heard, really, you know, but the bands I loved, you know, then Rolling Stones and Cream and Jimi Hendrix. And, and we there was a band I was in uh, when I was in high school. We it was a very unusual group because we played we played that stuff. We played, you know, all those rock rock. Guys. We'd also do soul music and stuff, you know, James Brown and uh, and Wilson Pickett and uh, yeah. and, and Sam, Sam and Dave. And, you know, those guys, we, we we would do those songs, too. So I got I got stuff from that and got soul and blues and you know i liked all of that stuff man that's great you can hear it in your vocal because yeah. you because you're versatile like it's not yeah. you're not just a powerhouse strong vocalist like you you run the gambit on that so you can yeah. hear the influences singing's happen in your head you know it's it's not you know it's it's sort of timing stuff and you know it's when you don't sing and when you do and all that how you get between notes and it's all that that's good yeah, that's great were the uh, were were you and the other Survivor guys uh, flattered by the Weird Al Yankovic parody of Eye of the Tiger? I loved it. Great. Oh, <laughs> so <wonderful>. great! <laughs> oh man, that's good. Yeah, that Rob's was one of the, the best versions. It wasn't it wasn't as a different thing completely, right? But it was so funny. Yeah, that's great. That makes me happy. Pretty much a- everything. Uh, uh, pretty much he, everything he did was I loved. Pretty much everything. <laughs> same, same. That's yeah. great. Um, in terms of, I do want to give you a chance to talk about the dark like dark like yeah. album, which I love. I like Fear the Dark. Um, your mu- your voice is meant to be sung over chunky guitar. I mean, it's just meant yeah. for that. Um, Tom, it's a little edgier. I'll buy that. Side, but, uh, and lights sounds like the most survivor to me. Um, but talk a little bit about like the the dark light album for a little bit. Yeah, it was. A, it took me a long time to make that record, just because uh, you know I, I first I tried to figure out how do I make this record. I don't. I don't have a band around me, you know, I'm just, I gotta, I gotta find players and, uh, um, and how do I put it together? You know? And it, uh, the first thing I, I realized, I, the first thing I had to have was great drum tracks. If you're making a rock and roll record. And so, um, I have a friend, Jeremy holiday. He was working at, at Sony. I met him, you know, through, but I did a show with, with Jim Peter, the, uh, uh, a world stage show with him. And I met Jeremy and he, I, I, I asked him if he, good recommendation for anybody to play drums and he said well i have, i think this guy ryan hoyle is the guy you want to want to look at and I, I you know ryan hoyle from collective soul and so i i uh i went to his website and listened to his drums and i i said that's that sounds i mean that's the guy you know he just a you know, fantastic rock drummer you know and 
<clears throat> really great player. So and he he was at that time he he was you know doing the remote thing. But he, I, I I called him up and said I got to I got to come out. He's in California and I was in Chicago. I said I I got to come out or come out there. And I'm mean, actually I was in New York. I got I got I got to come out there and work with you uh, in person because I. I want to be there. You know, we had so much fun doing that. That's cool. Know. That's great. We took to my demos. He played the drums and we replayed everything, you know, on top of that. That's awesome. fantastic. Yeah, that's great. Great sounding album. It's a little bit, uh, for people who may not be familiar with Darklight yet, it feels a little bit, obviously it's a little more modern sounding, you know, it feels more right now. And I feel like it's a little bit heavier. It's, a, it's, it's a, got it's some heavier. more edge to yeah, it. Absolutely. And, uh, well, I should, I should continue this the story then. Then I, then, then I was looking for a place to, you know, finish it and, and mix it and all that stuff. And th- th- then another friend of mine turned me on to Stephen Dakutis at, at the Sound Spot Productions in, in uh, out here. He's, he's in New Jersey, about an hour away. And uh, now, you know, he's got this, it's a it's like you come into his house and it's like a normal house, except there's a lot of Neumann mics around and stuff and guitars. And then you go in the back and there's a, there's a Neve console and all this incredible outdoor gear, outdoor gear. And so, he really helped me to, to, to shape that. And he played all, he played a lot of guitars on it. And, uh, um, you know, well, I should mention Brad Smith played bass from Brian Mellon. <clears throat> that was, that was a plus. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but he really helped to, then to finish it and, and knock it into shape. And we, we changed some arrangement stuff and did all, all kinds of stuff. And so he, he was, he was, uh, you know, Steve, working with Stevie was just fantastic. You, know? you, you uh, kind of put together the mid to late 90s dream band, it sounds like, under you then. If That's you've got true. collective solo drums, yep. you've got Blind, Blind Melon on bass, then you're, you're, you're brilliant. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. No kidding. I, I felt very fortunate to, to have those guys. You know, awesome. I was just a, a really, I was really amazed by that. And yeah, and, and Brad Smith just said, well, I got no, Brian said, he's a friend of mine, you know, Brad Smith from Blind Mill. You, he'll come over. He'll play bass for you. Okay. <laughs> cool. And he, he came down to the studio too and he listened and gave, you know, listened to tracks. And, you know, he was, in, you know, generous with you know, his knowledge. It was just fantastic, you know? Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, all right. We got to know. We both wanted to know uh, do you still have the beret from the Eye of the Tiger video? <laughs> I got, I do have, I do have one of them. I had a couple of them. And I, I still have one. Yeah. I do. But it's so, I don't wear it. It's so hot. It's like, <laughs> so, you know, it's made of wool. It's like a, it's like a British, you know, uh, soldiers, uh, yeah. beret, you know, or something from the fifties or something, some, you know, from a, a, a surplus. <laughs> I got it. Was that uh was that your fashion choice or was that like a, a, a directorial thing from the, for the, for the video? That was my that was my idea. Well, well played, because yeah. when I see you, that's you're wearing the beret. That's right. Anytime I Any, see a, a thumbnail of the video, it's you in the beret. You know, so that's part of the iconery. Iconery. I just made up a word. That's good. That's part of the iconic imagery <laughs> of the video, I guess. Yeah. Trying to overcome my my uh, insecurities with a tough thing, <laughs> right? Yeah, well, you've been so great, uh, Dave. Thank you so much for spending some time with us. I hope you've had a good time. Yeah. Um, if there's anything- I, I did. There's anything you want to speak on? Feel free, and then I've got one more question at the end. Um, if there's anything you wanted to tell our listeners, where they can find you, or what they are, uh, what you have coming down the pipeline, or anything, or yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm working on a, on a new record, and uh, uh, you know, uh, I'm pretty far along. We're getting in the studio in a this this month, and uh, uh, going with Stevie and stuff. So it's it's uh, my my working title is Gateway. Okay, and uh, you know, look out for it. I'll, I'll I'll let you know that you can find me on Facebook, of course, and uh, yeah. You know, and, and Twitter and Instagram and all that stuff. You oh, know, just date Bickler and you'll find it. 
we got one question that we ask everybody. So you're on tour, either solo work or with Survivor, and you go into a gas station. What is your gas station snack food of choice? And while you're thinking of your answer, I'll tell you mine. I'd get a Three Musketeers bar. Uh, when I was growing up, wow, I lost my throat there. When I was uh, growing up, my mom would say, you can have any candy bar you want. That's the most ounces. They're all the same price, so I would get a Three Musketeers bar. What is your uh, gas station snack food of choice? I like a Three Musketeers bar, but a Snickers is even better. Okay, I think, and some peanuts. Okay, those two things, and you're you can got all the energy you need. It'll keep, <laughs> keep your well, blood you sugar up, and you're good to go. Solid That's answer. Great. Nobody That's ever great. debates the Snickers That's answer. Right. So, well played. And a Bud Light. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and, a, and a Bud Light. <laughs> That's, great. That's hilarious. All right, man, Dave. Thank you so much. Uh, we'll be in touch. Thank, thank you, you so guys much are, for you joining guys us. Are, you guys are fantastic, man. Thank hey, you. we'll be in touch. Holler it. anytime. I, I appreciate that. You guys cheered me right up, man. Hey, good. <laughs> Keep doing what you're doing. You're a rock star. Keep going. Thanks, guys. Thanks. This is the Great Song Podcast. And that was Dave Bickler. What a voice. Oh, man. What a guy. So cool. Uh, I can't believe, I say this all the time. I'm going to, I got to stop saying this. It just hits me every time that I can't believe we get to do this. Wonderful. I can't believe we get to talk to these people and hear the stories behind these amazing songs, you know, from the people themselves. Talking about berets. And <laughs> I, I mean, come on. Who gets to ask Dave Bickler about his beret? <laughs> no, we right? just did. <laughs> you know? Great. It's awesome. I mean, come on. All right. Season nine rolls on. Movie month rolls on. This is just week one of movie month. We're just getting started. We'll be back next week with another song from another great, maybe great film from another (laughs) film. A great song from a film coming next week. (laughs) And we'll see you then with another great song. Until then, I'm Rob. I'm JP. Go listen to some music.